The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Carolis, and you are listening to Pa the Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I am happy to share my 15 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. Hey, y'all. It is me. I am back again, hosting yet another episode of Pod Chat Talking Dance. And boy, let me tell you how grateful I am to be doing that. Um, This won't be your traditional podcast. I'm not really going to be talking completely about dance. I figured instead I would give you an experience report on my past week. As if you listened to last week's episode, I have been in Houston, Texas. So I was brought down to Houston uh, back in August 20th to choreograph two works uh, on the Uptown Dance Company and their pre-professional company that is attached to the, the, the company through the Uptown Dance Center. I was also supposed to run two master classes for the community, and it was supposed to be a grand old time. And let me tell you, for the most part, it has been a, a, an amazing experience. I, I did get to finish both of my pieces. But as many of you know, if, if you listen at the beginning of last week's episode, I just briefly touched upon the fact that we were potentially going to get hit by a hurricane here in Houston. Um, so I typically record my podcast a couple days before Friday, for those of you that haven't called on to that yet, because I have to get these episodes into my producer in time for them to air on on Friday. So I think that I had, I think I recorded the episode on Tuesday or Wednesday last week. And so I had, I'd flown into Houston on Sunday and I started working with the company and the school on Monday. And on Tuesday, towards the end of one of the rehearsals, one of the dancers just randomly mentioned there's a storm that's entered the Gulf of Mexico and they're talking about it becoming a hurricane. Um, and they don't really know where it's going to go. So it's possibly that we might, we might get hit by a hurricane. So I, I kind of just like brushed it off, but I, I did come home and I did check the weather and there was this tiny little tropical depression that had just entered the Gulf of Mexico. I think it had gone over the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. And, um, I was like, well, it's so, it's not that far away, and it's only like 30 miles per hour winds with rain, so I, I couldn't imagine it being that bad. But So so back when I, I recorded the podcast, I just kind of mentioned it in passing. Like, I didn't even really give it much thought when I, when I said it. But as the week progressed, as I got to work with the wonderful dancers down here, um, all of a sudden, the atmosphere and the... Uh, I don't want to say stress levels, but that's the best thing I can think of right now. But the stress levels just kind of changed. And people started to take it a little bit more seriously. Now, 
sometimes if you've lived in the Northeast where I live, when they think it's going to snow, sometimes people will shut down their school districts and the, they'll close their offices uh, early. The cities will, will do that to prevent anything from happening in the event that something does happen. But a lot of times those things don't really end up being as bad as they are and it seems like they shut everything down uh, for no reason. But on Thursday... So I had been working with the company, the company and the school for, for four days at this point. On Thursday, the city of Houston started to already shut down classes in their school districts and uh, after school activities and their universities were shutting down. And they weren't just shutting down for the day on Friday. They were shutting down until Monday. Um, but the funny thing is, we still had a very small tropical storm on the radar at 45 miles per hour. So, again, nobody knew it was going to make landfall and if it would actually intensify it as fast as they said it was going to intensify. So, I have only been brought out to Houston from the 20th to the 30th of August. So, we only had a certain amount of time to choreograph the works that I was creating for their, their opening uh, program in the 2017-2018 season. So... We were limited on time, and if things started to shut down, we wanted to make sure that these pieces would get completed. So they were saying that the storm was going to, we were going to start to see the effects of uh, Hurricane Harvey on Friday morning. And we, we did get some rain and some winds, but it didn't seem like it was really going to be that bad. And this is one thing that always amazes me with the integrity of artists and the just the things that they will do to make art and to be a part of our incredible art form. On on Friday morning, all of the kids age in, in, in the pre-professional company from the ages of, I believe, 13 up to 18 years old, they had all gone out of school. And we all knew that this hurricane was potentially coming, but they were saying that it was more going, it's going to be more about the flooding here than it was actually going to be about the winds. But these families, they all drove their kids in to rehearse with me the morning that Hurricane Harvey began to hit us. And I was so impressed. We were able to get <laughs> 10 minutes of choreography out in 10 hours. Uh, and some of the dancing that I have, especially this pas de deux that I created for two of the the, the top students in, in this pre-professional company, it's very difficult. So I was so impressed and I was so heartwarmed at the dedication that these students had to their art form at such a young age. Um, I was so proud of them and I, I wish that I could have had more time with them, but unfortunately that was the last day that I got to work with, with the company or the pre-professional company. So after that, I worked with the professional company. And so my piece for the professional company is even longer. It's, it's a a 13 and 13 and a half minute work there's a story to it there's multiple things happening throughout the entire thing so it we had only had <laughs> 8 hours up to Thursday and I was to create this 13 minute piece for them and so what ended up happening they came in even later in the day so we're all essentially risking <laughs> the possibility that we could get stuck in the storm but we didn't really know what was going to happen and it was only kind of drizzling at this point outside Little did we know what we were in for. So we got some more choreography done, but we decided that we it would be best for us to, to head back home and to just prepare for the storm, hunkered down, as they say. So overnight, we didn't get very much rain on Friday. Saturday, 
it started to drizzle a bit more often and maybe light rain a little bit. But again, I am just so impressed by the dedication of people involved in this art form that I'm a part of, the dance world. And I, we, we had dancers that were willing, again, to risk being stranded <laughs> at the dance studio so that we could finish this work. And four out of five of the dancers, and uh, sorry, five out of six of the dancers in the company ended up showing up. One lives in a very flood-prone area, and I completely understand why she chose to stay at home. But five of the dancers came, and for three hours we worked, and we were able to actually complete the piece. Um... And it's funny because at the end of the rehearsal with the kids, at the end of the rehearsal with, with the, the company, I refused to say goodbye to them because I was convinced that the storm wasn't going to be as bad as they said it was going to be. And that I was, if not going to get to rehearse with them on Monday, I was going to get to rehearse with them on Tuesday. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. We, we were talking about spending the evening having dinner with the director of Uptown Dance Company and Uptown Dance Center. Um, and her house is across town, but we, we were tired, they were tired, thank God we were both tired. And we decided not to stay at her house because around Saturday, I'd say 5 or 6 p.m., just all hell broke loose in the entire city of Houston, Texas. I have never experienced anything of the likes of this. And I've been through a couple of hurricanes. I've been through one hurricane in Houston when I danced with Houston Ballet back in 2003. Um, and then, of course, I, I lived through Hurricane Irene and Hurricane Sandy. Now, so here's the thing. Hurricane Harvey, it went on shore just northeast of Corpus Christi, I think in Rockport, uh, Friday night. And it, was, it had gone from that 30, 30 mile per hour, 35 mile per hour wind storm on Thursday night to a Category 4 hurricane by the time that it hit. I think it was late Friday night, early Saturday morning. Um, we were lucky we were far away enough that we didn't get any major winds, but... When the rain started pouring, I have never, ever, ever seen anything like this in my entire lifetime. Um, it downpoured, not just a regular downpour, complete, insane, tropical downpour, like gushing, pouring from the sky for so many hours. And for four hours, we had lightning every three to five seconds and thunder every five to ten seconds and it just didn't stop and while it seemed it seemed like an anomaly and it seemed like it was fascinating you could tell in in the house with the host that i'm staying with one of my good friends from when i danced with houston Ballet, alex pandicio who is responsible for helping bring me down here he and his husband have taken great care of me and uh, we ended up bringing his mom into the house as well just so that we could be together and they have a four-story house. Um, and so we felt safe because we had four stories, and if anything happened, we were like, well, whatever, we'll just go to a higher, a higher level in the house. But from that point, like, it, it all seemed like, what's going to happen? Um, and then it started getting crazy outside, and we, while well, we still kept it light and showed our fascination by the storm, there was this underlying stress that something was major, something catastrophic, something historic was happening, and you could just feel it. 
it was it, like we we knew at that point that we we didn't know at that point exactly what was going to happen, but you could just feel beyond the permeating humidity in the atmosphere that went from outside into the house, you could tell that something unforgettable, something in our lifetime that we will never, ever forget. So, I was sleeping on the first floor. <laughs> they were sleeping up on, on higher floors. I made sure I started picking up all my stuff off of the floor, and I watched the news on my iPad, and just slowly the city started to fall into chaos. I was watching the news, and the reporter is getting stuck. The reporting getting stuck, and all of a sudden, the rules stopped applying. Cars started driving the wrong way on the highways, and people just started doing things that they shouldn't be doing. It was it was very shocking. And I went to sleep after watching that, just not sure what I was going to wake up to and hoping that I wasn't going to wake up to waste deep water in the, in the house. So woke up early on Saturday and over the matter of just a couple of hours, we had multiple tornado warnings directly over the neighborhood where we were staying or where we where, where we are staying. Cause I'm still at the house as I record this luckily. Um, so after all of the crazy squalls started to calm down, we had, a, we had a brief period where it didn't rain very much. And I actually left, I left the house cause I wanted to get out. I wanted to see what was going on and to see how close any of the flooding was. And it took me luckily about a mile of walking to get to the Buffalo Bayou, which is one of the main waterways in, in Houston. It has a beautiful view over by Buffalo Bayou Park that looks to the downtown area and on Wall and Memorial Drive, not that you know that because you're not in Houston, but if you look on a map, there actually says on Google Maps that there's a bat colony there. And it's a famous bat colony that every every night when the sun goes down, all the bats just like launch themselves en masse off of the bottoms of the these bridges that pass over the bayou and Allen Parkway, which is a major thoroughfare that goes uh, underneath uh, Wall Drive. So as I was walking, but I couldn't see the area quite yet, a, a man drove by on his bicycle and he looked at me with glazed eyes and he goes, just prepare for your mind to be blown. <laughs> and in that moment, I just knew that I was going to see something that I would never forget. So when I got to that point, I actually used to live off of Memorial Drive. So this is where Buffalo Bayou is. Um, typically, the water is way down in, an, in an, a valley. It's not a true valley, but it's like a canyon. The water is like way down at the bottom of a canyon, and you can see all the roads and and whatnot. And when I got there, the water was running across wall. The bridge looked like you were sitting on a lake, and you couldn't see any of the underpasses. You couldn't see any of the roads, and then the road that I was standing on was even underwater, uh, just just ahead of me. And as I took in this incredible sight, I saw a woman hanging over the edge of one of these bridges by her knees, with people holding her up and she had a net and I went over to see what she was doing and I looked into the bucket that was sitting right next to her and she was risking her life to save the bats that are colonized underneath this bridge and I it's weird when you 
like you don't expect to find yourself in these type of situations. But uh, last night I was looking through different news articles that have been put out because it's been interesting to see what people are saying outside of the city. And there was an article about people saving these bats. And I have pictures and video of this woman doing that. And I was there with them while they were doing that. You don't expect to be in those types of situations. So it started to rain really heavily again. And I went back to the house drenched but grateful that we had not yet seen the floods a mile away at that bayou and they hadn't started to come towards our neighborhood. So at this point, we start to look uh, around on people's Facebooks and we see that the, the theater district where the Houston Ballet performs, the Houston Grand Opera performs, and many of the theaters uh, for the local arts community are situated and there is water running into these buildings. Um, at this point, we know that there's been damage to the Wortham Theater Center, which is where I used to perform with Houston Ballet, that water got completely into the basement. Luckily, they had foresight and moved all their costuming and scenery out of the basement, um, but water damage even made it to the stage. So the Houston Ballet has officially canceled their first repertory program, um, and they're hoping that they can get everything prepared for their second repertory program. Luckily, the the performance venue where Uptown Dance Company will be performing the work that I'm I, I created on them. Luckily, they uh, the match. I think that's the Midtown Arts Theater Center, something like that. Um, but they they luckily didn't get any damage, so it looks like their shows are still going to be going on. But the arts community has been so affected down here, and that was only at the beginning of the storm. It rained for five days nonstop here, intense rain, not like drizzle, not light rain, intense rain. And as we sat here in our comfortable house with the lights still on and with water still running, and with internet and all that, we watched pictures of people all around the city in devastation. And we started hearing from friends of, of my hosts that one, he had to walk with his nephew in water up to his chest just to get out of his house to be rescued by a boat. And Typically, when you watch these things on the news, you feel bad, but you, you don't have that like direct feeling of how that is. But after sitting and talking with, with Jones, Alex's husband last night, and just hearing the story of his close friend and his harrowing tale of, of being rescued, it, it just really, I mean, you can't get any, any more real than that if you're not actually the person walking through the water. And the thing that was so fascinating about watching these images on the news and hearing these images and watching people on Facebook that I know and all that is that this tragedy did not strike one group of people, not the impoverished, not one ethnic group, not poor neighborhoods or this or that. Like This tragedy has affected everybody in the entire city of Houston and not just here, but the surrounding counties. It is probably one of the worst natural disasters we have ever experienced. And it's just been so crazy to be here, to be a, a part of it. And like I said, we're very lucky. We never ended up taking any water into the house. Um, but uh, we've, we've been in the city. The airport shut down. I've been stranded here. Um, I'm hoping that I will get to fly out on tomorrow evening and Thursday. Um, but we don't even know at this point if we're going to be able to drive to the airport because many of the roads are still underwater or they've been damaged by, by the flooding. So 
I have my fingers crossed that I can make it home at least a couple days late. Because um, I have a wedding on Saturday too with a good friend. But we don't even know what's going to happen. But I just wanted to give you guys an idea of, of what it's been like down here. Um, it's fascinating being a freelance artist that gets to be brought around the country. And I have had some of the most amazing experiences. And this is one that I definitely will not forget. And I, I feel so fortunate that I had the experience to come down and work with the Uptown Dance Company and the Uptown Dance Center's uh, pre-professional company because... Not only did I get this great opportunity to to create these works, um, and I, I'm sad I didn't get to do those masterclasses. I hope that I get to come back again and share more with the community in an educational format. But it just reminded me that our arts community is just such an amazing community and that there's such... I, I know it's just dance. It, it sounds ridiculous, but there's so much passion and so much giving and so much determination, ambition, and drive. I think it's just so inspiring, especially when we end up in these situations to know that people are coming together. And let me tell you, people are coming together. I sat uh, in the living room today doing my own personal work, listening to Alex discussing with the director and uh, the associate director of Uptown Dance Company in the school. Um, I heard them, like, it just stopped raining maybe like 12 hours ago, and they're already planning fundraisers. They're already talking about donating portions of their salary and uh, income from open classes and finding ways to connect with the community in, in the event that some other artists at dance schools or dance companies have access to studio space because their studios didn't flood. Flood. They were very lucky that they didn't have these things. And it just goes to show you that, yes, there are a lot of people that don't necessarily see the value in the arts, but the arts are community and the arts are compassionate and the arts are passionate and the arts look out for people within their community and beyond and I am sure that as this city takes its time to recover and to just resolve everything that's happened and to take care of themselves and to heal uh, the arts community will be here for them, and they will be not only here to support them, they'll also be an outlet for all of those who have been displaced, all of those who will end up in temporary housing, all who felt the fear and the stress of whether they would have to be evacuated out of their home by a boat, or if they were could even be risking their lives. Many people have passed away in this, this natural disaster. Um, they will have an outlet that they can go and experience. So it's just been, it's been a very uh, affirming experience for me to be down here. And I just feel so lucky because we, we've been a part of all of this and I've, I've seen it, but we didn't have to be evacuated and we're safe. And I, I should get to go home in the next 24 hours or even if I don't make it for that in the next couple of days. So I know that this isn't my typical format and I completely freeform this podcast with absolutely no notes. I, I thought that you might want to hear my own very 
personal experience. And I'll be curious to see Catherine Morgan, Katie Morgan, over on our network. She also, she lives in Houston, and I've been following her on Facebook. We were hoping to get together during my time down here, but obviously that was completely impossible. But uh, I know that she did a vlog on her YouTube channel uh, during the hurricane, and I'm, I'll be curious to see if she talks about it on her podcast. So go over to her and and check that out if if you want to hear a little bit more about what's been happening here in Houston. But I just want to say to all of you, thank you so much for allowing me to share this story with you, even though it isn't 100% about dance. I hope that you uh, you get a little inside uh, look into what happened down here during this horrific catastro- catastrophic disaster. And um, I really do hope that you find uh, if, if you have the means that you reach out to some organizations, uh, whether it be the Red Cross, or if you call up some of the arts organizations and see if they need any help or donations or any uh, relief or just support that you can provide them. So I urge you to do that if you have the means. Um, and again, I just want to say thank you for tuning in today and listening to this experience that I just can't believe that. I was here to to experience. So with that, I'm going to end this episode. And I hope that if you are in the Houston area, that you have been safe and that you, uh, if you were displaced, that you're able to recover as fast as possible. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod of Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycorlis.com. Again, that's www.barrycorlis.com. You can also reach out on there if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcast or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcast on the Premier Dance Network. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Corollis, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Also, be sure to subscribe to my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, where I've been writing about working as a freelance artist for over five years. I also have a YouTube channel that features my choreography, and you can find that if you search B. Corollas. Thanks for listening in to Pod of Chats. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me, and remember to go out and support your local dance scene.